Yes, which covers yes. from 47 minutes to 47 minutes and 59 seconds. I did it with only a, the barest hesitation that nobody noticed. <laughs> uh, and uh, welcome to uh, Richard Drysdale's Microaggressions Extravaganza. Oh, my God. Uh, I'd like to digress from the prepared format of the show for a moment uh, to mention something that I just I have to get off my chest. I have to share it with somebody and what else is podcasting for. Uh, Emily had to leave for a moment, uh, and so we had a little downtime. I read the first issue of a Kiss comic book uh, from uh, 2016, where for some I'm reason sorry. there's... Kiss like the Kiss band? Like the... Kiss like... No, not like the band. Kiss like the series of large robots that protects an underground city 450 years into the future. Oh, that Kiss, of course. <laughs> like the band, I guess, but... Yeah, so, uh, I and this is completely not related to Knives Out, but I just found out about this, and I, I need other people to know that this comic exists, where it is the most bargain-basement, young-adult, dystopian future novel, where, like, the protectors and the overlords and the council and all that stuff, and everybody lives underground because of a nuclear war, uh, and these children want to explore and see the world above, and also the city is patrolled by giant robots that are painted like the uh, the, the band Kiss. Uh, and that's when amazing the, when the children go exploring they see the kiss logos painted on the wall and they're like these mysterious symbols what do they mean and so yeah obviously i'm definitely going to be reading the entire series and i just needed people to know that was a thing that reminds me of speaking of not related to knives out have you ever seen the scooby-doo movie with kiss uh oh no i've missed that one where they're <laughs> I forget the reasoning why, but there's a whole scene where they transform from like regular Gene Simmons into like rock star Gene Simmons and their transformations are all copied frame by frame from the Sailor Moon transformations of the 1990s. I listen, I'm sure people have complicated opinions about it, but I thoroughly love modern <laughs> weird self-aware Scooby-Doo. And if the third... It's so good. It's so good. If the third season of Scooby-Doo and Guess Who manages to get an appearance by Benoit Blanc in there, I'll be super happy. I mean, if they had Steve Urkel, I... They had, they had the weird... They had Steve Urkel. They had Weird Al. They had, there was a recent Scooby-Doo movie where the plot was that Scooby-Doo um, and uh, the gang were encountering some like mysterious monsters at Halloween. You know, pretty normal. Uh, but the marshal of the Halloween right. parade in their town was Elvira, the Mistress of the Dark. The, because why not? The new Scooby-Doo van was built and, by... I'm amazed that it took this long for them to get her. <laughs> the new, the new Scooby-Doo van was made by Bill Nye, the science guy. And the bad guy... It's going to get even better. The bad guy was the Scarecrow from Batman. So so you have two real people. Real people. Yeah. And then Scarecrow, the character 
from it's Batman. Not it. Like Batman does not come and help them fight the Scarecrow. The Scarecrow just left Gotham City to go to Crystal Cove and attack their Halloween parade. Because you know that's what you do when you're the Scarecrow and yeah. not in Arkham Asylum, I guess. Yeah, so, listen, I want to do some scaring people, but I don't want Batman to make a whole thing out of it. So <laughs> taking a little vacation, taking a little me time. <laughs> Uh, but that's not what we're here to oh, talk about. So good. We're here to talk about Knives Out. Uh, and yeah, in this episode, Richard uh, calls Marta over uh, to join their conversation and proceeds to embarrass her. Uh, we get another example of the running gag that nobody knows where her family comes from, but they all think they know. She's from Paraguay this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also he uh, hands her his uh, uh, his plate to take oh away. Oh my god, I wanted to hit him when I saw that. Right, smash that. First of all, she's a nurse. She's not the maid. Right, that's that, Fran. That's Fran. Oh my god, I saw like I saw angry, but in the mind of people like Richard, she's the help. That's you know, that's that's her. She's an other, so therefore she's not one of us. She's that's the category she's in, and of course, um, you know, he's making this big deal about how like, oh, you gotta you gotta earn your share like we all did. Oh my god, and that sardonic laugh that Walt gives after he says that. So good. Oh, so good. So magnificent. But that's it. Again, not a lot of plot in this one. I don't know. This is this whole week is just going to be Richard, like, you know, crapping his pants on camera. Yeah. It's entirely possible. But uh, I actually, I, I, I don't mind so much because there's, there's really, there's not anything to cover because I'm also looking at, like, the suggestions of things. Actually, that's not true. The very last part of the... Oh! The very last part of the scene. Duh! Yes, by all means, you go ahead because I'll shame me for uh, forgetting that. Like, this is a huge. So while moment. they're sitting here, you know, regaling whatever it is that they're regaling towards and at Marta, and handing her plates that are not her job, uh, we then hear the end of the fight between Ransom and Harlan, and that just kills the entire conversation, and everybody is just watching. Oh yeah, it's straight up like everybody turns, like you know. And especially because they had all kind of like dodged their way around. Everybody heard that end of that fight. Everybody heard Ransom yeah. screaming at Harlan. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll try oh, to Oh man, it. it was so good. And then at that point, he, uh, Ransom comes storming out of that room. That shot on Harlan is so cool. Just the way that it's, he's just sitting in his chair, super poised, super calm. And then it, it cuts to Ransom slamming the door and the grandmother is there, just sitting there. Oh, it's a very good moment. But of course, the significance of that moment will be left for other people. Um, yeah. But uh, that's it. Like, There's not much to say about the score this time. Um, the uh, the visual, like you said, is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Christopher Plummer, I, it seems to be this thing that I'm doing where like, every day I'll pick another actor to gush over. But, like, he can do more just <laughs> sitting in a chair and looking in front of him than yes. most actors could do with an entire speech. Ah, he's, he's, he's phenomenally good. So, I also like, I mean, we, we see her, like, randomly, but that grandmother is just always just fun oh, she's, to she's see in very the background. Good. Yeah, uh, Kay Callan, she's, uh, she's a character actor. She's in all kinds of stuff. She was actually, you know, uh, I, I don't know if other people have covered this before, but... Um, if you've ever seen the uh, the TV show uh, Lois and Clark, the uh, the Superman yeah. show with Dean Cain, um, speaking of Trump, um, the uh, she played his mom on that show. Uh, so that was the oh. first. Oh, and she's wow, right? She's like 
I remember... So, when it comes to, like, Superman adaptations, I think the Kents are very important, and almost everybody who makes a Superman movie is like, no, his dead parents are from another planet that he left, you know, in a spaceship. No, because they're not the ones that raised him. They're not the ones that made him who he is on Earth. Thank you. Um, And uh, I I think that show uh, nailed them very well, and the, the fact that in that show, the reason Superman has a cape is because his mom thought it would look nice when he's flying. I love that. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> right? It's cute. I like it. And that's just a mom thing to do. It's like, it'll just look nice. And and that's that's kind of like what she gets. She, she plays a lot of small characters in a lot of things. Um, you know, if you look at like her, um, uh, her, her TV career on Wikipedia, it's all going to be like four episodes, two episodes, eight episodes. I don't know how many shows she was a regular <laughs> on. She had a few. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, she, she's somebody who can just show up and make an impact. And that's the kind of person that, uh, Ryan Johnson likes casting. Yeah. People that can show up in the audience will be like, I like that. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about that person. Even if she's not saying anything, it's just like, there's a presence. Well, famously, and like her biggest scene in this entire, uh, movie is when Benoit goes to interview her and she just... She's just sitting there staring in front of her the entire time and he's talking <laughs> and sitting and listening and talking about how she doesn't talk and she says nothing that entire scene, but she's so Again, just like Plummer, like she's got this lived experience. I think she's like three years younger than him in real life, by the way. But you know, you That's put, hilarious. You put her in the hat and the glasses and the big fur coat and everything and and it's like uh, Sophia and Dorothy. Dorothy was older in real life. That is true. Um, but yeah, yeah, just what a uh, what a what a great performance. What great moments you get out of her. Um, so the uh, the question of the day for today um, is uh, without spoilers, uh, sequel ideas, sequel titles. Um, as I said last time, Spoons Up is my uh, suggested title. Spoons Up. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I don't really have a name for it. I just see him almost like I know it's movies, but I can see him getting a TV show and basically being like a murder she wrote, where he's just plopping himself into these mysteries and then figuring them out in that weird way that he does. I think I would like that a lot. He's a very much a you know, like, like a procedural type detective. I talked about this last time. Right. I'm sure other people have covered it. You know, Poirot has already come up, of course. But he, he's very much a <laughs> an Agatha Christie type detective where it's just like, what mystery has he found himself hired to solve this week? Or probably when he goes on right. vacation, a mystery will just happen to pop up in his life. Like he's just reading the newspaper and the headline is, you know, uh, mysterious, whatever, whatever. We don't even need to fill in just the word mysterious. He's like, I'm there. Mysterious, you say? Well, I do declare. <laughs> oh, I did not try out this accent today. It's not very good. They all and then whatever colorful the cast of characters that show up for that movie. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind... We were talking about mystery movies yesterday. I was saying that like a lot of movies where like, it's just... A mystery mystery, if it doesn't have another hook, I don't like. I did say this before. I do have a fondness for the ones where we do have a great big cast of weirdos. Um, yep. You know, any of the Poirot movies, even the crappy ones with Peter Ustinov. Um, you know, <laughs> I will always go and watch those. I'm, actually, I'm uh, next uh, marking period with my 8th graders. I'm probably going to be reading The Mousetrap with them. 
um, which is... Oh, uh, fun. Right? Uh, which, yeah, audience, for those of you that don't know, The Mousetrap is the longest-running play in history. Uh, it's the, the longest consistently running play in professional theater. It's been running for 57 years, I think, uh, wow. on the West End. Yeah, I saw, I've seen it twice, because the second... <laughs> I felt so lame going to England and seeing a show that I had seen the last time I was in England. <laughs> Especially since it's already, it's like... consistency, you know? Just right? to do what you know. But, like, it's already the most touristy show imaginable. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, the one that's been running for 57 years. Well, that and, like, uh, Phantom or that, Wicked. Uh, yeah, Lame is, uh, is still going over there from its original production also. Or Lame is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I did want to go again, because, like... I, I'm a bit of a spoiler hound, and I had managed to avoid having the ending of this mystery spoiled for me, despite it being significant in theater and me being a person in the theater. And so now that I did know, I wanted to see it again and, like, see what I could spot. So, yeah. I, I couldn't help myself. So, oh, I nice. Again. Um, but yeah, that's that's a very much... It's, and that's um, the great thing about theater. It's never the same show twice. Well, exactly. Uh, and especially that show, which makes a very specific... And this actually is pretty standard in English theater. You don't get people that stay with the show for year by year by year. Like, shows do, like, complete cast overhauls every year. So every January, new Mousetrap cast comes in. Right. And, uh, so I got oh, to see... wow. Right? I got to see different people taking on all the miscellaneous parts, and that was fun. And Um, but yeah, no, it's it's very much the kind of mystery I do like where... Um, you know, you've got a, uh, unique setting, which is a, a bed and breakfast, which is snowbound. Um, you've got a hook, which is somebody was killed down in the town, uh, and it's some, it's a killer that was in London and then was down in the town and they found the address of the B&B written on uh, a piece of paper at the crime scene. So one of the guests is the killer. One is the next target. And we don't know any of them. And so this police oh God, detective, right? And so this police detective shows up for like you know to solve the crime, and I'm like, that's the kind of story I can see Benoit getting involved with. Like, there's this weird pattern going on. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there's this, uh, you know, strange setting, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to go to this strange setting and uh, eh, just kind of insert myself into the problem and see what happens. So, I don't know if this is what everybody's been saying every single week on the show, but um, really what I would say for the sequel is, I don't know, I trust them. All right. Just make it, don't make it a movie, just make it a TV show. Let's make it serialized. New Murder, She Wrote, starring Benoit Blanc. I'd be down for that. He's, uh, uh, Johnson is developing a a TV mystery series, I believe. I forget if they said it's a mystery. I hope it's this one. (laughs) Um, No, because it's, uh, um, hold on. It's uh, with Natasha Leon. Uh, okay. It's called Poker Face. It is a mystery series. It's going to be on Peacock. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, he said uh, it's going to be the uh, sort of character-driven case of the week mystery goodness that I grew up watching. And Natasha Leon is going to be his detective. So. All right. So that's the new Jessica Lansbury. There you go. Um... So that's that. Um, I don't really have anything else for this week, I think. Was there anything else that uh, jumped out to you? Or I kind of just want to see Other what than that, no. That I just realized left. that I put the character's first name and the actress's last name together. I, di- I didn't want to call you out on that, so I'm, I'm glad you did notice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nope, Lansbury is the actress. Good job, Emily. The last thing I wanted to do was come to this. Actually, it's Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> 
played by Anne Holland. I knew who I was talking about. I, I, know just, you were talking you know, about I just wanted to see if you were paying attention. Well, there you go. Oh, well, you caught me. As This is totally unrelated thought, as we sometimes do here, apparently. But when I worked at the bookstore, there were so many Murder, She Wrote books uh, on our shelves. Because um, that, that series still moves books. Um, and it's amazing that, like, the first, like, 25 books in the series, it was the same photo of Angela Lansbury's head, but photoshopped onto different random models wearing different, like, pastel sweaters. <laughs> so her face was exactly the same. Oh my god, that's same. amazing. And then after book 25, they just started using a different photo. So, like, she got, like, 20 years older. But it was still oh just, god. like, a random shot. They only like, had the rights to that one picture for right? 25 years. <laughs> but here she is in a peach sweater, and here she is in a light blue sweater, and here she is in a lavender sweater. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I loved it. It's fantastic. Um, so that's that. Uh, as always, do get us on the uh, web, uh, Twitter, at Knives Out Minute, and rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, would you like to promote your shows once again? Yes, I have my Danny Phantom podcast, which is called Going Cast, and I have my fan theory debate theater podcast called Cousin Spiracy Theories. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, and that's that. Uh, Emily, I will see you tomorrow. Uh, I'm very excited to see what's going on with Ransom. Uh, well, I mean, technically he's already left, but <laughs> to see where the uh, movie goes after that point. Same. Same.